Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of Meditation. In the first five chapters we learned about ourselves, we learned the terms yogi and sannyasi. So in this chapter we've learned so far that the one who is acting in this world without depending on the fruits of actions is a yogi and also a sannyasi. Because a sannyasi cannot be a sannyasi unless... He has given up all the sense of agency. A yogi cannot be a yogi until he gives up all the sankalpas, sarva sankalpa sannyasi. So both reach the same state of becoming equanimous to all the happenings around them. And Bhagavan said the one who has not yet achieved the state of yoga arudaha, so we are seekers. The seeker, the prescription is to selfless actions. Karma karana muchyade. But when you are established in yoga, then shamaha karana muchyade. Then controlling your mind is your pursuit to achieve the higher level. But how do I know that I have become established in yoga? You see, once you get detached from your actions and also the sense objects, when you are completely detached from the world of objects and also the world of your activities. In other words, you are functioning but not having that attachment to it. When you achieve that state, sarva sankalpa sannyasi, there are no aspirations to achieve anything or to accomplish anything. Seems like a pretty dangerous state of mind. But in other words, you know what needs to be done and you will be doing it, but without any anxiety about what will come out of it. So when you reach that state, then you are yoga ruda. But how do I get to that point where Bhagavan said, let yourself lift yourself. Let your higher self lift this lower self to that level that the both become aligned with each other. Right now my identification is with the lower self which is we have defined as my body, mind and intellect. This limited being I consider to be me in all my pursuits to achieve happiness is through this limited being. Limited being limited, it cannot achieve infinite happiness. But I miss that equation. There's something that finite cannot achieve anything that is infinite. I'm constantly pursuing infinite happiness, infinite bliss, infinite state, with where there is no sorrow, using the equipment which are finite. So you see, one, once you align yourself with that higher self which is infinite, you will be achieve your goal. So let your higher self lift your lower self. 
to a level that is aligned with it. And then the caution was that that higher self can be your enemy or a friend depending on whether I have control over my self, my senses, my mind. If I have no control over mind and senses, higher self will enable me to do whatever my lower self wants to do. And then it will be a disaster. So now the higher self is acting as an enemy because it's allowing me to do things which are not good for me. So once I have understood that the higher self is there to enable me to achieve higher goals and align with it, it will become my friend. Once I have achieved that state, what will happen? We have learned that then one becomes in a state of equanimity. His self remains same in a sita, ushna, sukha, dukha, mana, apamana. At the level of physical being, at the level of mental being, or intellectual being, my connection with the higher remains the same. In other words, that I do not identify with what's happening with my body, mind, and intellect. I continue to identify with my higher self, which remains as a witness to what's happening. Therefore, it is not getting affected. When I see that things are happening to the people around me, but I am not affected, then I'm a witness. I had heard long time ago a definition of a recession and depression. It's when your neighbor gets laid off, it's a recession. So when is it depression? When you get laid off, it's a depression. As long as I'm not affected, economy may be, oh yes, bad, it's a good topic to talk about. So as long as I don't identify with what's happening, it does not affect me. So as long as myself is constantly identifying with the higher self, whatever happening at the physical level, mental level, intellectual level, it does not get affected. Then he will also become one with all the beings in their relationship. Gnana vignana truptatma kutastha vijatendriyaha yukta idhuchate yogi samalosta asma kanchanaha. He sees everything in the physical world and the objects are the same. He knows that there is no inherent value in anything. Value is what I assign the value to. As long as I know this is a million dollar diamond, there is a value. And because I, because I can sell it. But if I do not know what the value is, it is no different than a costume jewelry. So values are what I assign to it, the world assigned to it. But there is no inherent value in anything or being. It is what it is. That's the person with the alignment of the higher self starts seeing. Then we are saying that even in his relationships, Suhan, Mitra, Ari, Udasin, Madhyastha, all different types of people we deal with in our life. Some are friends, some are foes, some are indifferent, some are relatives. But we see them all equally. In other words, they are all manifestation of the same self. So this is the state described of an yogi. But we are not at this stage. So the prescription is continue doing selfless actions for the purification of your mind and intellect. When the internal instrument becomes pure, 
you start seeing your connection with the higher that inner voice which is so feeble right now you'll hear it loud and clear how to get there is what the next few verses tell us a detailed description of the practices one can practice now last time we had this description about whether this meditation is for the yogis or for anybody and i guess there is a question about whether we understand what meditation is so the meditation is the final state so if you take patanjali's yoga sutra there are eight different states before you get to the state of meditation start with yama niyama asana pranayam pratyahar dharana and then comes so we have to go through all these different steps to get to a level where we are ready for meditation but that does not mean that you don't have to start anywhere so you have to start at some place wherever you are in your journey one step at a time and then you have to discipline yourself which is where the yama which is restraint niyama is the practice in anything what really matters is a constant practice when i used to work for large companies this marketing people before you go for an interview they say well let's have a rehearsal and some of us will feel i had been doing it for years why do i have to practice they say no no neil do the rehearsal there was one time and then we had done said, no no practice practice and practice some more then only you will be able to present it flawlessly when you go there so in anything practice practice and practice some more is the key most of us will say well, i tried that and when obviously it's not working for me but you, how long have you tried is a couple of days well obviously there is no way to judge what you can achieve if you continue to practice but practicing how is as important in our profession we sometimes say that somebody has a 10 years of experience but it may be a one year experience 10 times he never progressed to the next level very first year whatever he learned he keeps doing it next 10 years and say i have 10 years of experience so you have to learn how to start in a right manner and then make progress to start from a right manner we need to learn how to do it so the next three verses teach us how to start that journey योगी युंजित सततम आत्मानम रहस्य स्थितः एकाकी यतचित्तात्मा निरासिहि परिग्रहः दिस इज द डिस्क्रिप्शन अबाउट हाउ द योगी शुड लीव इन अ वन वर्ड्स नाउ द योगी हु हैज एस्टैब्लिश्ड हिमसेल्फ एज योगारुडा ही हैज ऑलरेडी गॉन थ्रू द अदर थिंग्स वी टॉक्ड अबाउट कर्मफल त्यागम he is not attached to the world of objects he is not attached to his activities he reached that state now he wants to attain that final connection with the self so he said let the yogi try constantly to keep the mind steady we do meditation how long probably half an hour a day so what about the next 23 and a half hours is i let my mind go wherever it wants to go so what would be more if prominent on your mind the one which you have done in 23 and a half hours or the one you did for half an hour of course the 23 and a half hours will be predominant on your mind 
what will be the nature of your mind what you do for next 23 and a half hours so the goal here is to all 24 hours should be the same let the yogi try constantly keep the mind steady remaining in solitude remaining in solitude mentally in solitude you may be in a marketplace but your goal always remains how my mind is connected myself is connected so me give you a standard example of mother you know in a child a mother with a infant child child may be in the next room and sees in a kitchen and sees doing whatever she is doing but her mind is completely attuned to the child even a slightest noise she will recognize well see in those days they didn't have those monitors we have here so that you can put a monitor on all over the house but her mind is so tuned to that baby that other people can't hear but she will hear why because mind is constantly focused on where the baby is what it is doing a yogi becomes like that he may be doing whatever but his mind is constantly aligned towards his self and the conditions given which will allow him to do the ekaki is by himself he never consider himself to be attached to all these people around him yata chittatma he is balanced in his chitta and atma the self and the thinking entity nirashihi without any asha this is where we get lost here and there maybe not for us i have too many things to accomplish nirashihi he does not have anything to accomplish outside in the world he may be accomplishing a lot but that accomplishment is not going to give him anything more for his connection to his higher self so he's constantly focused on his connection so therefore he has no other desire that getting this out of this world will make me more appropriate to achieve my supreme happiness parigraha having anything to possess all my possessions are of no value when it really comes to my understanding of myself i may be a billionaire but happiness cannot be bought by billion dollars what i'm seeking for is infinite happiness i have come to the conclusion anything which is finite is not going to give me happiness therefore acquiring things to get happiness i have come to the conclusion is not a good idea i may acquire things for other reason to support my body my mind my intellect my relatives my friends for them i'm doing this but not for me to get happiness i'm not buying happiness by acquiring things that clear idea is in my mind my possessing thing is not going to give me happiness i come to the conclusion that i have tried this before it did not work i need to possess maybe to make my day to day living or other social obligations i have but not for my happiness that will not give me happiness it will just enable me to do my work to do my duty if i'm doing right now a selfless activity even that requires money you just got email from me yesterday support this annual day generously even for that you need lakshmi so i used to constantly say that narayana cannot do without lakshmi 
but don't go after Lakshmi. Go after Narayana, Lakshmi will follow him. So we know that all these things are necessary, but that should not be the goal. So now the yogi has established in mind, this is my path, this is my goal, this is how I will now constantly control my mind. And now come the detailed instructions. See, Swamiji used to say, this is not just a philosophical book. This is an instructional book, how to live your life. And therefore, anything cannot be just be given out without any clear instruction how to follow it. So, how to meditate? The first thing, first is, Suchaudeshe Pratishthapya Sthiram Asanam Atmanaha. For yourself, please establish the firm seat, an asana, in a clean place. Suchaudeshe, in a clean place. Well, somebody says, you are a, such a yogi, why do you need a clean place? You can be doing it in a garbage dump also, right? If your mind is... Don't be stupid. Do things intelligently. First thing first, what is most conducive for that activity? Let's establish that. It's a clean place. We all know that place is clean, your mind will automatically will be at ease. If it is dirty, things are lying around... Now the, the feng shui guy will say negative energy is in the room. That means your mind is not really focusing. So sucho, they say, clean place, very logical. Thiram asanam, which is first of all, it should be stable. Because if it's not stable, you'll be more worried about whether I fall down or not. So make a comfortable, firm seat in a clean place. I learned long time ago in architecture school that Preparation of where to do and what to do is more important before you start doing anything. So when I went to architecture school, the school won't teach you how to draw. The drawings were more important. So the whole program is about how you can draw cleanly, correctly. A lot of emphasis on how your drawing was clean and neat and organized. You know. So I realized that other students in my class who has some background in architecture from their family, had some, somebody as uncle architect, somebody as brother architect. I was the one who didn't even know what the architecture profession exists till I went to architecture. So I have no background. And I realized the other people's drawing looked a little better than mine. What's the problem? So one day I realized that when I went to one of my friends' room, that before he starts, he'll clean up everything. And now in our room, we don't really have all the proper stand. So you take a one chair, put the other chair upside down on it, so the four legs are now on top. So now he has a stand, he puts his drawing board on top of that, it's now firmly established, and then he cleans up, puts his drawing on it, adjusts it. I said, that's a good idea, because I didn't have anything, so I was putting my drawing board on the bed, and sitting on a chair and trying to draw. That was not comfortable. So make your drawing board comfortable in the first part before you start drawing. Then I realized everybody has the border all nicely clean and neat. My mind sometimes come out wider on this side and on this side. Because nobody ever taught us that when you do that, you have to align your paper to T-square. And some of you don't know T-square. or Younger people, you have never seen T-square. But T-square used to be an, an instrument with you draw a straight line on a drawing. They put a T-square on the board and slide up and down, and that's how you draw. So I knew that they have to put a T-square here and draw a line, 
but i used to align the paper with the board not with the t square and t square is not always 90 degree to the board so what you have to do is actually align your paper to the t square not to the board so that also is like a revelation that oh somebody was in and let me let me explain to you align your paper to the t square then put your clips on it now start drawing so even though i considered myself a very intelligent person but still i did not know the basics and therefore my product wasn't really as good once i learned the basics this thing started improving so bhagwan said you may be the greatest yogi but you don't know what to do then you won't go much further so let's start from the beginning find a place which is clean find a seat which is more comfortable it's firm na ati uchritam na ati nicham see how detailed bhagwan goes it's not too high not too low i learned in my drafting class i'm a short guy the drafting boards used to be big table So I can hardly read the top of my board. Well, you have to find a way so that the board is comfortable to you. Well, if you are not tall enough, then find a stool so you can stand on it and reach. So even the little detail can throw you off. So it is good to know what is required. Not too high, not too low. That which is comfortable for you. Chaila jina kushottaram. A particular type of grass which makes the seat more comfortable. also it is non electricity conductive so your energy is not dissipated so something which is appropriate to sit on and also has the qualities that which will not allow you to dissipate your energy find a nice seat and sit on in the next verse says tatra ekagram manah krutva yata chitta indriya yaha everything that you have to do is all in this half a line that focus your mind at one point so now we sat down say you have to focus your mind and because your mind cannot focus you need lots of help and that help can be in terms of chanting a mantra sometimes they therefore have the diya in front of you a murti in front of you so you can start with you know focusing on the murti focusing on the diya then close your eyes imagine the same last time i think ram ramachandra was said when you go to the temple what you should do look at the bhagwan from the top to bottom side to side try to remember he said no no don't go to the temple and close your eyes actually look at the bhagwan the murti and observe and then try to absorb that vision in you and then when you are sitting down remember that so here also how to focus the mind focus the mind in something your mind can hang on to give your mind something to therefore it's a chanting a mantra mantra which invoke you know higher spiritual emotions in you that mantra and then chant loudly first and gradually then slow down and then chant silently and at some point the mantra will drop and you will be still focused yata chitta indriya kriya chitta thinking we have talked about so you are controlling your thinking in indriya the senses 
therefore in a place where you are bodily comfortable you know your eyes are closed you are not seeing anything you are not listening anything controlling all your senses giving up all that so you can't have a radio going on and still meditating most of people there while they are working there the radio going on and then upavisya asane sitting down in the asana you are doing all that for yunjit udyogam atma visuddhaye you are now taking this journey for the purification of the self now this self is my internal instrument the mind and intellect for the purification of the self the lower self i now take a journey in my meditation so that my mind and intellect become purer and purer that i can see myself we'll stop right here om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukh bhag bhave om shanti 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 hari yo श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ